0: Well, what's up, Victory family? What's up, Victory family? How are you guys doing? So good to be in the house today. Uh, first of all, I want to just acknowledge all of you who are also joining us online. We have people from India, India Honduras, and Nigeria. Let's give them a hand. Also, I want give to give a shout out to... Uh, My pastor, our pastors, Pastors Johnson and Summer, boy, as they are away on sabbatical, they'll be back with you. Let's give them a hand. One more hand to my beautiful wife, Melba. Over there with that green on, looking like a Granny Smith apple. Amen. So awesome to be here. So we're continuing in our series, Be Like Jesus. Um, the idea is that there is five characteristics, and, and, and this is not an all-inclusive list, but five characteristics that if we walk in this, we'll be like Jesus. Pastor Dennis uh, started out with holiness, and then we talked about attentiveness, uh, kindness, compassion, and lastly, boldness, is which I'm going to speak uh, to you today about boldness. And the idea, the framework is, according to 1 John 4 and 17, is as he is, so are we in the world. As Jesus is, so are we in the world. Uh, Jesus was bold. Jesus was bold in his conversations with with crowds of people and individually, one-on-one. That's one thing about Jesus. He was bold in everything he did and everything he said. And the, the idea when we speak of boldness, we want to be bold like Jesus. Like Jesus. Now, Scripture that we have to kind of get a hold of is uh, if we're going to be bold like Jesus, we have to understand 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity. I want you to see that because... If we're saying God has not given us a spirit of fear, fear is the opposite of boldness. Timidity is the opposite of boldness. And for our definition of boldness, it is the willingness to take risks and act with confidence or courage. Everyone say, act with confidence. Act with, confidence. Act, with act with courage. So years ago, I was at the University of West Georgia. University of West Georgia, make some noise. <laughs> just a couple of people, <laughs> had just given my life to Christ. And um, I felt, I always felt anxious to be able to go and just talk to people about Jesus. So one day I'm driving down the main road at, at West Georgia, and I see, uh, I see this group of people at this wings uh, shop slash bar, and I felt like the Holy Spirit told me, go talk to those people. Now, there's a lot of people out there. So I'm like, Lord, you, you mean talk to all the people out there? They're out there on the patio, and they're, they're having a good time. They're drinking, and I decided to go over there and, and go over there. And they're not just drinking, but they're, they're drunk, cursing, having a, having a great time. Y'all know how y'all did in college. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I did too. Um, <laughs> so I go over there to the patio, um, stand on side of the patio, and I begin to, to just share the gospel. Now, primarily during that time, I was a fire and brimstone preacher. So you know that didn't go well, right? So I began to share the gospel, and as I'm talking, as I'm talking, everyone's looking at me. It's about 40 people out there on the patio, and the music that was up loud, it begins to go lower and lower and lower, and before before I know it. Everybody's staring at me in silence. There's no music, and I'm up there, and I'm preaching, and I'm thinking there's silence. I I got them now. But then, but then, you have that one smart guy, as I'm talking about their behavior and being drunk and things like that, that one smart guy who figured it out. He yells out, Jesus turned water to wine. (laughs) and it was like a light bulb came on. Everybody around him, it was like, you know what? That is true, Jesus turned water to wine. So everybody started saying, Jesus turned water to wine. Jesus turned water to wine. Jesus. While I'm trying to preach to them, they're saying, they're saying Jesus turned water to wine. They didn't stop right there. They got up. They got up and they began to push me off of the patio. They didn't want to touch me, so they were just saying, Jesus turned water to wine. <laughs> Jesus turned They pushed me all the way back to my 92 Ford Probe, opened the door, pushed me in the car, all while yelling, Jesus turned water to wine. And I was utterly rejected in the message that I was trying to portray. You know, the reality of it is that was, I believe God told me to do that. Now, boldness is not always just loud and rash. And you may be saying, Pastor Darius, you failed miserably. But here's the reality. People are not always going to receive the message. Yeah, I could have gave the message better. But do you know that regardless of how you give the message, you're not going to always give it the right way? I just felt like I was going to be bold and do what God called me to do. And there's going to be times when you share the message, you're not going to get it the right way. The idea of it is this, is that the same sun, S-U-N, that melts wax, it hardens clay. That sometimes you'll share the message the right way and people will receive it. Some way, sometimes you'll share it the wrong way, people will receive it. Sometimes you'll share it the wrong way and people will hate it. Sometimes you'll share it the right way and people will hate it. Paul said this. He said, to some we are the aroma of life unto life. To some we're the aroma of death unto death. It just depends on how their heart is fixed towards God. The idea is this, no matter if you get it right or get it wrong, you got to be bold in sharing the message because we have to leave the results in God's hands. So when we speak about boldness, everyone say boldness. boldness. We're talking about sharing the actual message of the gospel. And most of us, the opportunity to share the message is not going to be street preaching. It's not going to be preaching to a group of people. Most of us are going to be the people. It's going to be the people at our jobs, the people in our neighborhoods, the people at whatever place that we're at, the people at Walmart, at the car wash. It's going to be the people right around us. Those are the opportunities that God is going to give us to share the message. And when we get to that message, the idea is that God has called us to reconcile people back to him. He's called us to reconcile people back to him, not to repel people from him. Now, how do we do that? How do we do that? Here's how we do it. If we look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, boldness is bold in action, but boldness is not only bold in action. It's bold in tastefulness, bold in flavor. So Matthew 5, 13, it gives us an idea of how to do that. Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said that you are the salt of the earth. He said, you're the salt of the earth. He said, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out And trampled under the foot by men. Now, I want you to hear this because Jesus is saying he sent us into the world to be salt and not stones. He said, if the salt doesn't have any flavor, salt with no flavor is just rocks to be thrown out. So he's saying, you are the flavor of the world. Because salt is primarily used for three things. It is to purify, it is to preserve, and to give good flavor. Everyone say good flavor. good flavor. Now, think about this. If we think about salt being good flavor, if you walked into a house and you walked into the house, this aroma that comes and it hits your nose, right? Right? You go into this house, you smell the aroma, you get into the kitchen and you see that it is fried chicken. I see some of y'all are healthy, y'all don't like, y'all don't like fried chicken. You, you need to try it. <laughs> fried chicken. So, you, 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 you get, go to the fried chicken, you grab it, and, and you bite into the fried chicken, and it don't have any Lowry's on it. <laughs> don't have any McCormick in it. Tony Chichero's, Ch- 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 or whatever you say, whatever it's called. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all who season your food. Thank God for the, for the anointing to season food in Jesus' name. Amen. You, you, you bite into it, you bite into the chicken, and it doesn't have anything in it. What is fried chicken without seasoning? You know what you want to do with it, right? You want to take it out of your mouth and throw it in the trash. Now... If you just got married, and if it's your wife's chicken, <laughs> keep it in your mouth. I don't want that counseling session. <laughs> but Jesus is saying, look, it is supposed to be a certain way. And I know some of you, you're like, well, can you use a better example? I'm but y'all know y'all, y'all know y'all like Chick-fil-A, right? That's fried chicken. Just in case you didn't know, that is fried chicken. The number one, the number one restaurant in the world is fried chicken. Amen? But Jesus is saying it needs to have seasoning in it. You, you need to have good flavor. It needs to be tasteful. He's saying, what is salt? What is salt if it doesn't season? What is he, what is he saying? He's saying, what is a Christ follower if it doesn't bring glory to Christ? Think about it. What is what is a rooster that doesn't crow? It's just a built chicken, (laughs) a chicken with muscles. What is here's a what is an eagle that doesn't fly? (gasps) A bigger, tall chicken. (laughs) What is a what is a trumpet? That doesn't blow, it's just metal, it is just metal, it's not it's not good for anything. But here's a revelation. I want you to just hear me on. Here's a good one. Y'all ready for this one? What is chicken that doesn't fry? God is saying, if you are a Christ follower, that your goal and your, your, your idea is to bring glory to God, and we have to do that in good flavor. Everyone say it again, good flavor, good flavor, boldness. So we have to give the good flavor of God to the world, and here's what we have to look at. I believe there's a couple of things that we can take from this message, and the way that we do this, if we're going to be bold like Jesus. That means that we're not just being bold for for, for the sake of being bold. That means that we're being bold like Jesus in the context of who he is. So we'll go back to 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. And it gives us the solution of how we need to be bold. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power. Everyone say power. Power. And of love. Everyone say love. love. And of a sound mind. Now, Sound mind, we're going to say peace. So power, love, and peace. These are the ingredients to being bold like Jesus. These are the ingredients, the context, bold flavor, bold action, so that, we don't re- the, so that we're not repelling the world, we're reconciling the world. So three points. Number one, we walk in boldness with good flavor when we're moved by his power. And I want to emphasize his power. We're moved by his power. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 1, 16. It gives us an idea of what Jesus's power is. Paul is talking and he's saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Look at what it says. For it is the power of God to salvation. Paul is saying the power, is in, the power of God to salvation is in the gospel of Christ for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Did you know that you don't have the power to save anybody? I don't have the power to save anybody, but the gospel has power to save. The reason why most of us are here today is because most of us came in contact with the story and the message of the gospel. We came in contact and realized that we were sinners, that we came to a realization that without Christ, there was no hope in the world. And that Jesus came, took our place, died on the cross, took the judgment of God upon himself. God came and took on judgment For us, so that we wouldn't have to feel the wrath of God, but gave us new life in God instead of us receiving that wrath. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the story of it, it is—it has the power to save. Now, I don't know your story, and and most of you don't know my story, but we have to be moved with confidence in the message that Jesus has given, given us to share. The message of the power of the gospel, I want to read this to you because I think if we can, I want you to picture this. Here's the gospel. Here's the gospel in, in, in a couple of words. G, God created us in his image for his glory. We are the Imago Dei and his glory is the, we are the Imago Dei and his glory is the Missio Dei. That means we are the image of God on the mission of God. Our, our sin through Adam and Eve caused all of mankind to fall from, from grace. S, sin keeps us separate from God and eventually requires judgment. P, punishment for our sin was fulfilled by God in Christ Jesus on the cross. E, everyone who believes in him receives the forgiveness of sins and eternal life. L, life abundantly begins and now and forever for all eternity in Jesus. Here's how it says it in the sentence. God took our sin punishment so that everyone who believes in him can have life abundantly right now and forevermore. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. That is the good news. Now, the good news is not only that Jesus saves, but the good news is also how Jesus saved you. Think about that. I think some of us just have to have a good memory of where we were when, back in the day. See, y'all got a back in the day. This side don't have a back in the day. Do y'all have a back in the day? Back in the day when Jesus, three days before I gave my life to Christ, back in the day I was coming from a club called the 559 off of Ashby Street in Atlanta. I know you were there. I I saw you. I noticed I knew you. I'm I'm just kidding. On my way to darkness and Jesus turned my life around. On my way to hell and Jesus turned my life around. I was in, I didn't know where I was going, had no hope, no future, but Jesus turned my life around, gave me a new identity in Christ, created me a new creature in Christ. Didn't know where to turn to, but when I looked up and I saw that the Lord of God, the Lord God loved me, it changed my eternity, it changed everything about me. And I wanna share that message with anybody and everybody who needs the same hope that I needed back in the day. That's what happened with me. That's what happened with you. So when we're being bold, we're not just sharing his story. We're sharing how his story impacted our story and how he can impact their story. I love it how Paul said this. Second Timothy, verse 1, 7 and 8. We said, he's not giving you the spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. But look what it says. It says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our our Lord. What he's saying to Timothy is, as he's talking to Timothy about being bold, he's saying to Timothy, don't be ashamed to share what happened with you. Don't be ashamed to share your story. Share it with all the people that you can. Sometimes, sometimes our expression of what Jesus did for us doesn't match the miracle. We were on our way to a wrong destiny and destination and Jesus changed our destiny and destination. We were on our way to hell and God gave us heaven instead. Think about that. When he was talking about hell, look, when he was talking about hell, he was talking about this place. The way he described it was Gehanna. It was the city dump in Jerusalem, it was the place where they burnt all the trash. We were on our way to the city dump, and God sent us to the Maldives. See, see, I got you. (laughs) We were on our way to the city dump. God sent us to the Maldives, to Tahiti. Santorini, Greece, south of France, Bora Bora. Hey. You know what happens when when we get a picture of that type of destination? This is what happened. You know, we're on our way to the Maldives. We get into the Uber. Guess what we're doing? Taking a picture. I'm on my way to the Maldives. You're not there yet, but you're on the way. You, 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 get to, you get to the airport, you go through the TSA, they pat you down rough, and they're rude. Not all of them, but sometimes it happens that way. Guess what? You're still taking pictures with the TSA. It was rough and rude. I'm not there, there yet, but I am on my way to the Maldives. You're excited, you're excited because you have expectation of where you're going. You get, to, you get to the gate. You get to the gate. You get to the Delta gate or the, or the American Airlines or the Spirit. <laughs> hey, 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 listen, listen. If you, if you book a trip, all right, here's a rule. If you book a trip to the Maldives and you get a ticket to fly on spirit, you're not going to the Maldives. No, 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 no. You're going to Memphis. You're going to Memphis. <laughs> Nothing against Memphis. <laughs> I wonder why they called it spirit. No, I was just kidding. The expectation of where you're going, it doesn't matter how you get there. It doesn't matter what you have to go through to get there. The expectation of where you're going is sure. And when we have an expression of the miracle that God did, taking us from the city dump, taking us from hell to heaven, we need to have an expression of exciting. I, excitement. I am not I'm not there yet, but I am on my way. I'm telling everybody... As I go through this life, I am not there yet but I'm on my way. I understand that this life, the, this life has a time period, a time stamp on it. And while I'm on my way, I'm going to be excited. It doesn't matter what I have to go through. It doesn't matter if there's disease that I'm processing through, divorce that I'm processing through, depression that I'm processing through. It may sting. It may hurt. It may cause some challenges, but I got a ticket and I got an itinerary given by God. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Woo. Jesus have, Jesus paid the price for our ticket. He gave us written instructions on how to get there. And it is of grace through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast, but it's the gift of God through Jesus Christ. I'm so excited. I'm so excited that God has given me a ticket to the greatest vacation any of us will ever experience. You don't have to worry about the Maldives. Somebody don't even know where the Maldives is. You're saying, Pastor, I don't even know if I want to go to Maldives. Just send me to Puerto Rico. (laughs) But God, through his son, Jesus Christ, is sending you to heaven. Woo! I'm bold about that. I'm moved by that message. Moved by the power of that message the goodness of his glory and grace. So I'm moved by the power of the message, the power of how it impacted me. It said, Revelation, it said that we overcame him, who, him, the devil, by the blood of the lamb, what Jesus did on the cross. The word of our testimony, how what Jesus did on the cross impacted our story. And it says, and they love not their life unto the death that what Jesus did on the cross, how it impacted their story, and how it changed how we lived in this world with an expectation of a a coming glory. So we have to be moved by his power, moved by his power. We walk in boldness, number number two, when we're motivated by his love. I love how Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, he said, look, you can have all revelation and knowledge, But if you don't have love, you're just a sounding gong. Bold in flavor is extremely important. And here's what I'll say. Love is not a monologue. Love is a dialogue. It's an exchange. Our boldness should not only be heard with the ear, it should be felt with the heart. You know... When I think about this message, think about the story, the power and the confidence in the message coupled with the love of God can make miraculous things happen. You know, I was going to Quick Trip one time, and as I'm walking into Quick Trip, there's this guy standing uh, right outside of Quick Trip. How How many of you love Quick Trip? I love Quick Trip. They got brisket. They got all kinds of stuff at Quick Trip. It's good, too. This guy's standing outside and he's a young guy. He's not a homeless guy. He's standing out and he's asking for money. And so as I'm walking in, he's asking for money. I stop and I, you know, I just stopped and asked a question. Okay, so what's what's happening? And he tells me, he tells me that he needs some money to buy milk for his wife and his children. And so, you know, I begin to ask him questions. I gave him some money, but then I begin to just ask questions like And hear his story. What's going on? And as he begins to tell me his story, I stop for a moment and I just tell him, I said, hey, I know you're asking for milk, but I think there's something else that you need. And I begin to share the gospel story and how that message, that that powerful message impacted my life and how it changed my life and gave me hope and gave me peace. So as I'm sharing the story, he begins to cry. He begins to cry and he receives Jesus right there in front of the quick trip. Pray the prayer, receive Jesus. We, I, I prayed over and then, yes, you can clap for that. Get finished talking, and he, he asked me, he says, hey, are you gonna be here tomorrow? And I'm like, I love quick trip, I don't necessarily know if I'm gonna be at this one. <laughs> but he says to me I want you to come back and talk to my wife so I agree we exchange numbers Uh, you know the next day comes and I'm getting ready to meet him and I'm thinking you know we're in Atlanta like I wonder if he just received Christ that was kind of easy I wonder if he received Christ to get me back to the quick trip and some people gonna jump out and rob me (laughs) 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 <laughs> y'all know y'all would have been thinking that. So I, so I called him on the way. He says, hey, he says, hey, um, I want to meet at Quick Trip. If you can meet me at my extended stay, that'll be better. <laughs> See? <laughs> and I prayed about it as I'm riding. I was like, "Uh, oh, I don't know. I prayed about it, and the Lord said, Go be bold, son. He didn't say be bold. I just added that because it worked for the message. <laughs> but he said, go. So I get to the house. I get to the uh, the extended stay and it is his wife there, but not only his wife, it's his wife. It is his brother and his brother's wife and their children all in the room. Small room. Walk into the small room and I just share the story. Share the story of how it how it impacted my life, how it gave me hope, how it changed my life and changed my story. Share that story with them. The whole room gave their life to Christ. Yes. Nothing, nothing special, nothing special about it. No theatrics, there was no light show, anything like that. They gave their life to Christ because Power mixed with love can make amazing things happen. There was this other time I was at a, a quick trip, going into a quick trip. <laughs> it goes down at quick trip. And wherever you are, wherever you frequent, it needs to go down there. Boldness. So I'm walking in quick trip. There's this guy just standing outside. He's, he's not standing outside. He's just looking. And I walk past him. But I felt like something, I need to stop. So I walked past him and then I decided I'm gonna turn around, turn around, go back and talk to the guy. Just asked him, I said, Hey man, I said, How are you doing? And he just kind of looked at me and he said, I'm not doing good. My wife left me. So I began in that moment to take a moment, empathize, and I began to share the story of the gospel. And he stopped me. He said, Well, I'm already, a, I'm already a believer, but I'm far away from God. So I began to talk about the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, how, how it's not about what we can do, it's about what God, God draws us to him. So I talked to him a little bit, just give him restorative words, pray over him, walk away, and that was it, you know? Most of my interactions, that's what happened. You know, you take a moment, you pray, and it's not these fireworks or these great things that happen. So I walk away from that situation. Three months later, we're having an outdoor water baptism right outside, right here at Norcross. And I'm I'm in the pool, I'm baptizing people, and I look up, and it's the the guy from Quick Trip... (laughs) getting ready to come into the pool. So he looks at me, and he's excited. I look at him, I'm excited, because he's excited. That's the guy at Quick Trip, and I'm excited. That's the guy at Quick Trip. So he gets in the water, we're both excited, and I baptize him, kabloosha-woosha. Take him down and take him up, bring him up. All because in a moment where walking by someone, Holy Spirit unction, boldness to take the step, walk in love, walk in power, and just have the conversation with someone. See, boldness, sometimes you have to be bold in love. When we're motivated by love, what happens is, is that we see people the way God sees them. We look at people, and, we're, and, and you know how there's an old song that says, he looked beyond my faults, and he saw my need. We see the need of people and not just the exterior, and it draws us into them to find out what's happening. We're boldly curious, and when you're curious about who people are, the walls come down. It opens up opportunity for you to share the message of the gospel, so we have to be we have to be moved by his power. Moved by his power. We walk in boldness when moved by his power. We walk in boldness when we when we're motivated by his love. And lastly, we walk in boldness when we're maintained by his peace. His peace. Power, love, and peace. Now, I want to I want to I want you to know, like I said before, that you can't save anyone. It was God in Christ reconciling people back to the world, and then it is Christ in us reconciling people back to the world. So here's what you have to know. It is not all up to you. It is Christ moving and working into, you, working in you is what we do is present our bodies to God to put us in the situation so that the miracle of life change and the miracle of changed destiny can happen. But we have to put ourselves in that situation. Here's what Jesus said to his disciples as he was sending them out. He was getting ready to send them out. Here's what he said. He said to them, Matthew 10, 19 to 20. He said, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. Now, in this, in this chapter, Jesus was sending them out and he was telling them, look, as you go out, there's going to be people who receive the message. There's going to be people who reject the message. He's saying, look, some of you are going to be in situations where your family is going to turn on you. Your loved ones are going to turn on you. And then he gets to this point and say, hey, you're going to be, you, some of you will be arrested. What he's saying is every situation is not going to look like the best situation. It's not going to look like the optimal situation. When you talk to someone, they're not going to be looking like, give me the gospel. Some people are going to be looking looking at you like, what in the world are you doing? But he's saying when you get there in that situation that God will give you the right words at the right time. He said this, for it is not you who will be speaking. It is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. All we have to do is get ourselves in the situation, but oftentimes we don't do that because we lose our peace before we get there. What does it look like? You're prepared. Have you ever been prepared to do something and then when you got there, you just wasn't quite ready? You know, have you seen these, these videos that come up on, online where people get on this, this wild slingshot ride? They get in there, they buckle themselves in, and then after they buckle themselves in, they tell the person, hold up, hold up, wait, wait, wait. I'm not ready. Sometimes we can be prepared and not ready because we lose our peace. And the reality of what we face is some of us lose our peace because we're afraid we're going to be rejected. We're afraid we're going to say the wrong thing. We're timid because we don't know how it's going to be received. Well, maybe they'll say something something to me that I won't have an answer for. When we're walking in love and we want to ask the question, but we don't ask the question because if we say, how are you doing? And then we ask him, like, for real, how are you doing? How are you doing? We don't know if that answer is going to be something that we can handle. God is saying, maintain your peace, understand who I am. And the only way for us to really overcome that sometimes is just to step in and do it. Here's what I here's, I would rather face the fear of rejection than to face the pain of regret. You know, there was a the time I was riding through uh, the city that we lived in. I was just praying for an opportunity for God to share, share the gospel. And I pulled up at the gas station. <laughs> it wasn't a quick trip. I want to say it was a quick trip, but God won't let me lie. I pulled up at the gas station. I'm sitting at the gas station. About 50 feet from me, there's this tour bus pulled up. Probably one of the most famous, you know, artists, entertainers of, of our time, pulled up in the tour bus. And I'm like, this is the opportunity. So I get out the car and I'm almost ready to go over there. And then I start thinking, if I knock on the door, what if they send some people out the tour bus and they jump me? <laughs> 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 and I'm like, well... They're going to think I'm a fan. They're not going to really receive it. So I'm right there. I'm contemplating. The people get out the bus. They go into the store, and I'm contemplating the whole time. They get back in the bus, and they drive off, and I didn't say a word. Now, I know God forgave me of that, but the pain of regret of what God could have possibly done in this person's life I'm like, man, I would have rather been rejected, beat up, whatever was gonna happen, and give God a shot at this person's heart than to just sit back, scared, lose my peace, and not go ahead and just do it. Sometimes we have to step in and have the conversation while we're afraid. Understand the peace of God is with you. Sometimes you just gotta jump in and do it afraid. And here's here's what it looks like, because look, as we talk about boldness, all of us in here are thinking, you know what? I'm going to be bold. And then you're going to run into that one person, and they're going to have this look on their face, and it's going to cause you to probably want to back up. But sometimes you get, just got to jump in and do it, because God is going to give us opportunities this week to share, and the weeks to come to share, to be bold. If he's preaching a message like this, he doesn't want his word to return to him void. It's going to fall on hearts that are open, and we have to receive it, and we act in it. But sometimes you just got to jump in. When I was eight years old, I was going to, I went to a Salvation Army camp called Camp Grandview. And I got to the camp. All of us, in the, all of us are in the room. The camp leader uh, stands up in front of us and he says, all right, everyone who can swim, raise your hands. So everybody raised their hand. I raised my hand. The only problem was is that I couldn't swim. <laughs> so I'm thinking, raise my hand. He says, all right, everybody who raised your hand, stand up and follow me. So we get up, we follow him. He takes us out to the lake, to, the long, to a long dock, and I'm walking out there. I'm thinking, okay, he's going to give us safety instructions. He's going to tell us, hey, you know what? When you come out here, you need to be safe in the water. Don't just do this or do do that. But that's not what he was doing. He took us right out there on the dock, lined us up, and one by one, beginning at the front, he said, all right, jump in and swim back to shore. Now, I can't swim. So I'm in the middle of the line, and as the line is going forward, I'm kind of scooting back. And I'm thinking, all right. The line is getting short behind me. My pride got me in this situation. I don't want to walk away. So I get to a certain point that I just follow the line. I get all the way to the front. And the guy tells me, all right, jump in. Now, I'm thinking, I'm about to die. I'm about to, I'm about to. My mama going to be mad. (laughs) Why did he jump in? But then my reasoning started working. So I thought, I I was like, okay, so if I jump in, the camp leader is right here. I know he can swim. So if I begin to go under the camp leader, he can jump in and save me. On the other hand, if I jump in and I don't panic and I just start moving my feet and moving my arms, I might can swim back to shore. (laughs) If I don't panic, I might make it back. So you know what I did? I jumped in. I jumped in and I didn't panic. I began to move my feet. I began to move my hands, and before you know it, I was making my way back to shore. Now, if you don't know how to swim, at this point, do not try this at home, because it may not <laughs> <laughs> It may not work for you. <laughs> I made it all the way back to shore without anybody ever knowing, this boy has never swam before in his life. What am I saying? What am I saying? Here's what I'm saying. God got you. The only reason I jumped in is because I knew, I knew that the camp leader had my back. What I'm saying to you, look, it is not your word, it is not your story. Look, it is God's story in you. God got you. You come into a situation, you decide to be bold and walk into that situation. Keep your peace and don't panic. God will give you the words to say. He'll give you the way to say it. He'll make you bold and spicy. He'll make you the salt of the earth in the situation just because you stepped out in boldness and took the step. Sometimes you have to do it afraid. In the words of a famous philosopher that I heard a couple of weeks ago, he said, don't think, just do it. That was Tom Cruise in Maverick. (laughs) Don't think, just do it. There's been opportunities and there will be opportunities that you just, you brushed by. And it was the Holy Spirit saying, hey, stop, be bold, have courage, act, act in boldness, act in flavor. I'm going to do a miracle in their life. I don't, you may not see it right now, but there's a story that I'm writing because one man may plant a seed, another one will water the seed, but I am going to get the increase because you are bold enough to step out in faith. I want you to stand to your feet. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Hallelujah. God is going to give us opportunities. And I want you to know that you are prepared for the opportunity and that God is ready to move in you with those opportunities. Look at what Paul said. Paul said in Colossians, he said, I pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ." For which I am in chains, pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Look what he says. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. God is going to give each and every one of us opportunity. Make the most of it. Then he says this. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Seasoned with Lowry's and McCormick. (laughs) Seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Here's what we're going to leave out of here today. The Spirit of God, the one that resurrected Jesus from the dead, abides in you. The Spirit of God is not timid. It's bold. As we leave out of here today, there may be some situations and opportunities that may come before you take it. God knows how to close the deal. Some people will respond, receive it. Some people will not. doesn't matter. We're a part of his story. It's not our story. What we have to do is act with confidence and courage and just allow God to be God and watch him move. I want you to close your eyes. Now, not because this is a private moment but because it's a personal moment and there's some of you today as pastor tag gave the call earlier that you were like well I'm not sure if I want to do that right now I'm saying right now the first step of boldness that you need to take is be bold and understand that you cannot do life by yourself and that your sin you cannot carry that on your own and that God has sent his son Jesus Christ to die on a cross, resurrect from the grave so that anyone who believes in him would be saved. And he would give us a new spirit, make us a new creation that we won't have to experience the wrath of God and we won't have to experience hell, but we experience heaven instead. God is saying today, when you hear my voice, Don't harden your heart. Let me melt your heart away. So to give you a heart that is sensitive sensitive to me. I want to make you a new creature and give you a new life now and forevermore. That's what Jesus wants to do. So right now, if I'm talking to you right now, whether you're in the building or online, here's what I want you to do: I want you to just put your hands up. Say, I'm receiving that. I'm receiving that. There's another group of you here that say, look. I'm going to recommit my life to living boldly for Jesus Christ. I'm going to recommit my life to taking the step that he has for me, to doing this journey with me, doing this journey with him to see the adventure of how he wrecks hearts and recreates and resurrects people's lives. I'm going to recommit to that. Everybody in the building, I just want you to raise your hand if you're just recommitting to that, and I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, I commit my life to the Lordship of Jesus. I believe that he is the son of God, that he has power to save and to deliver, that he died on a cross for me. He rose from the grave so that I won't have to carry the guilt and shame. Now, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Make me bold as a lion, just like you, Jesus. As I go out into the world, help me to reflect the goodness and the glory of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everyone say amen and amen. I want to pray a blessing over you. Here's my charge as I pray this blessing. God is going to give us the ability to reach one. Father, I give you praise and glory. I thank you, Lord, that as we go out today, that you give the opportunities and we sow and we water and we watch you give the increase. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everyone said, Amen, and amen.